0: Welcome to the Andy Storch Show. I'm your host, Andy Storch. This is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, follow our dreams, and fulfill our true potential. And you know, I do a mix of all kinds of different things on this show, from solo episodes to uh, interviews with great guests that I bring on and occasionally will repurpose interviews that I've done on other shows and I've got one I wanna share with you today uh, with my friend Philip Van Dusen. And Philip has a very popular YouTube channel. Uh, you can check him out on YouTube, just search for Philip Van Dusen. He has 187,000 subscribers to his YouTube channel, so it's pretty huge, uh, mostly focused on uh, designers and personal development, and Philip and I became friends when we met at the Upreneur Summit hosted by Chris Ducker in London in uh, November 2018, and he was on stage as the Upreneur of the Year, so I was in awe and admiration of all that he had achieved uh, with his YouTube channel and everything else he's done, and we've gotten to know each other and become uh, pretty good friends over the last year and, and helped support each other with things. And while we were in London for the Youpreneur Summit this past year, November 2019, uh, Philip asked me if he could sit down and interview me for his YouTube channel. And of course, I was honored. Like I said, he's got a huge following on there. And uh, he recently published that interview on YouTube. And of course, you can go follow it. We will put a or watch it. You will put a link to that video in the show notes. Um, but I also thought it would be useful to strip the audio and put it here on the podcast for anybody to listen. Uh, In this interview, we talk about a lot of really cool stuff, uh, especially about um, building your personal brand, hosting conferences. Um, We talk about uh, the importance of focusing in on a niche, uh, and, uh, we talk a lot about networking and how you can benefit from networking and building your personal brand to build your career, both as an entrepreneur or as an employee. I think this could be useful for anybody out there that's trying to achieve really anything in the world today. So I hope you'll give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Enjoy. Here is the interview I did with Philip Van Dusen, uh, for his, uh, brand muse, uh, series on his YouTube channel. Cheers. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome. I'm here with Andy Storch, and Andy and I are in London. Um, we are right outside of Westminster Cathedral, and they are periodically doing all sorts of bell stuff. <laughs> so, the bells may start peeling when we're talking, and um, it's uh, Remembrance Day, which is a holiday in uh, the UK. So, um, we're having an interview here at the QE2 Conference Center, so there's also a little background noise, so I apologize for that. Um, but Andy is a talent development specialist and he and I met here in London at a conference and I wanted to get him on the show to talk to him about um, talent development, about developing his own personal brand, and also we wanted to talk a little bit about networking, Yeah, um, which Andy is great at and knows a lot about. So to, I'll turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself, what you do a little bit? Sure, thanks, Philip. Uh, so, I'm a talent development consultant.
0: I connect big companies with uh, learning and development solutions in areas like leadership development, business acumen. Um, I teach strategy, finance, uh, culture change, innovation, sales training, a bunch of different things. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's really about corporate talent development, and I host a podcast in that space called the Talent Development Hot Seat. I'm also really big into personal development. I host a podcast on that called The Andy Storch Show. And, um, you know, I have a greater mission in life to just help as many people as I can get the absolute most out of
1: life and inspire more people to do the same. So on the Andy Storch Show on your podcast, who, what's the kind of theme of that? And do you, is it solo or you bring people on or what do you do?
0: Well, that's an interesting story. And I think for, you know, people who watch and follow you that are interested in building a personal brand is that, you know, you know, if you've been around for a while, like things change over time, right? And I've made a lot of pivots. And so I started podcasting about three and a half years ago uh, with a show about entrepreneurship because I wanted to learn more about entrepreneurship and interview um, entrepreneurs to learn from them as I was leaving a consulting company I worked for and going out on my own or wanted to go out on my own, which I eventually did. And I saw how that uh, made it so easy to get meetings and connections with those hard to get people that you wouldn't normally get time with. right?
1: Um, asking them to get Someone anything. like you,
0: right? An expert, big shot on, on YouTube. Like, if I'm nobody, reaching out to you, you're like, I don't have time. But if I'm interviewing on my podcast, you're like, like yeah, yeah of course, I'll get, I'll say yes to get my brand out there. So I learned right. from that, and that's why when I did go out on my own, I started the Talent Development Podcast because I wanted to use it as a way to connect with potential clients and those like experts in the field. Yeah. Um, and then along that way, somewhere, I was at another conference, uh, a podcast conference in Philadelphia, and coming back, I just decided. I was done with the entrepreneurship thing because I cared so much more about other stuff, mm. you know, personal development, networking, things like that. Uh, and so I wanted to change that, the entrepreneurship podcast to be a little bit more broad, personal development related. And a friend of mine named Reggie Shaw convinced me
1: to uh, just change it to my name and call it the Andy Storch Show. Is that way you can pivot? I mean, that's, that's something that I've done videos about too, is about naming. So people yeah. ask, you know, should I name my agency? by me as a primary consultant, should I name it, you know, a name of an entity and you know, that's one of the considerations that you have is that if you want to, number one, if you want to sell it down the road, but if you want to pivot or change the focus of it, you wouldn't have to change the name of it necessarily and you wouldn't have to sacrifice that brand equity that you've built in your name.
0: And there's pros and cons to both, right? The Andy Storch Show is niche, it's me, people might find it because they find out about me and like to follow that sort of stuff, but they're never gonna find it just from searching, right? It, because it doesn't have that niche name, whereas my other podcast, The Talent Development Hot Seat, right. has gotten much bigger because most of my listeners find me just because they're really um, you know, passionate about that topic, they wanna get better at what they do, and they're just searching in iTunes or Google, and they find it, most of my
1: listeners just find it from search, therefore it's mm-hmm. gotten a lot bigger so that's then the I think the, the right that's the power of the niche. So, so one of the things we want to talk about today is networking. Mm-hmm. And creative professionals, entrepreneurs, one of the most important things in building your business, especially when you're out on your own, is networking because building that network of resource partners that you yeah. could possibly partner with on projects, but also, you know, kind of casting that broader net in terms of where you could possibly get referrals for clients or meet clients. Networking is key to that, and there's so many um, creative professionals who are introverted or don't like networking. Yeah. So, as, an, as a talent development specialist and a networking specialist, what were some of the, the kind of things to think about or methods people could use to kind of overcome that or get better at it?
0: Yeah, well, let me talk about the importance, and then we can talk about some things that you can do. I think that relationships and networking is so important no matter what business you're in because. If you think back to your your life and your career, for me, every job I've ever gotten, um, every business opportunity has come from a connection or from relationships. And I think about that's all right. the stuff that's coming my way now and all the things I'm learning, it's because of the connections I've made and the conferences I go to, the people I connect with either on social media or in real life, and, and hopefully those come together at some point. Um, I learn so much from people, and you get to connect people doing the same thing that you could, you know, pa- partner with or learn from or something different. Like, you know, what's great about you and I becoming friends last year is that you're such a, an expert and big on YouTube. And I don't know anything about YouTube. I throw some stuff on there, but I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm doing all kinds of stuff with LinkedIn and Instagram. And you might, you've said to me, hey, can I learn from you and what yeah. you're doing there, right? So now we can help each other. Um, you can make introductions. I make introductions. Or you're
1: doing a conference. You're doing, you're, you're. he's putting on a conference. Right. And, you know, you're going through all sorts of stuff with that conference. Yeah. And live events is something that I've been thinking about doing as well. So, I mean, right, so I can go through this, and then you know,
0: tell you, you can call me yeah, anytime, and we can talk about the challenges. And by the way, I organized my first conference this year. I had a lot of help from that. I copied a lot of people that I've learned from. Um, I've reached out to people who have you know done events. I've, I'm in two mastermind groups. I've got a coach, and I ask for help for all from all these people. I don't do this on my own. Um, and then as far as like building the network, th- doing the things, especially if you find yourself to be a little bit socially awkward, I think number one is show up, right? You've gotta go somewhere. I invest a lot of money in going to conferences mm-hmm. and networking events, things like that. You know, We met at a conference here in London and both yeah. came back to that. Um, so it, it requires an investment of money and time. And then once you get there, I think it's important to remember that you pay, you invested a lot of money and time to be there. So you want to get the most out of it. And that means connecting with a lot of people. So you've got to kind of force yourself to go up and talk to people, even if you're introverted or shy. But when you do, I think a lot of people are scared to do it because they, uh, they think or they're afraid that they are not going to be able to provide enough value in that conversation or not be able to tell interesting stories or not be interesting enough. Right? So what I tell people and what I practice as well is that you have to remember it's not about you. The more you make it about the other person, just be curious, talk to them. If you haven't read the you know, the Dale Carnegie classic, how to win friends and influence people, right. yeah. everybody's favorite subject is themselves, right? Everybody's favorite word is their name. So when I go to these events and I talk to people, I try to make sure that at least 70% of the conversation is about them. And I ask them questions. Sometimes I almost pretend I'm a journalist, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can exactly. from them. And they, I've, Just two nights ago, I had a great conversation with a friend where I asked her questions. She did all the talking and then she texted me later and said, I am so glad we talked. I feel so great. I'm really happy we connected.
1: I'm so grateful for your friendship.
0: I didn't say anything. All I did was ask her questions. I have to
1: tell a story very quickly and I mentioned this in a video previously was that they did this study where they had had someone go into a cocktail party and it was the same group of people um, and the same person who did it in two different ways. The first time the person went into a cocktail party and, you know, shared about themselves, what they did, you know, asked questions, but it was right. back and forth and, you know, they they asked some questions, but they were also kind of self-promoting a mm-hmm. little bit. And um, then there, the next time they went in, they were told never not to share anything about right. themselves. only ask questions. What they did only ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then they polled the people who had met the person at the party. Yeah. And the person who only asked questions was considered to be more accomplished. Yeah. More successful, huh. more friendly Very interesting. More interesting yeah. and on every single level because people do love talking about themselves. Right. And there's a level of kind of if you're engaged in a conversation, there's a level of kind of association to that, yeah. that you remember about right. the person that you're talking to, whether yep. you've learned a lot about that them or not, you know?
0: Totally. And, really interesting. and and you don't want conversation to be completely one way, right? You want to be able to share some stuff. That's, conversations are supposed to be kind of like a tennis match, a volley, or if you will. Right. Um, so I will share some things, but I try to, you want it to be relevant, but I, like I said, I focus on, I don't think about it as much anymore, but about 70% on the other person, and then share some things that you think might be relevant to them. Yeah. I mean, that's how we met. I remember we met here in London, and I asked you some questions, and you were telling me all the stuff you were doing, and then we kept in touch and got on calls and Zoom and met at a couple other conferences and
1: got to know each other that way. Well, and one technique that I was told just a couple years ago that's really helped me, I, I tend to be a little more introverted in group situations and a bit of a wallflower, and someone said, look for someone who is looking like you feel if you feel like a wallflower you feel like you're having trouble talking to people or feel someone who's a little left out go over and talk to them yeah and go over with the thought of I'm gonna help that person out because just like you want someone to come over and talk to you right. go over and talk to them ask them about yourself about themselves and it will take you out of yourself yeah. put you in a helping mode like and that. also suddenly you never know who you're gonna meet introverts are not always the least successful people. And by any regard- No, they're very successful usually, can meet right? You some very successful people that way. That just don't know how to talk to anybody. Yeah. And you can open up with
0: the line that is vulnerable or the relevant thing to say, hey, are you feeling lone- you know, lonely? Or, or are you feeling like it's it's hard to talk to people? Or, or I have a really hard like, time in situations hey, I, like this. I have a really hard time connecting with people in situations like this. I never know what to say. Like you're standing on your own over here, would you talk to me? They'll probably be like, Oh yeah, I've totally always opens way. up this right? yeah, it always opens up so, this So my line being more of the, the extrovert who likes, you know, groups and, and energy uh, but still, I was shy for a long time, and the line I started using is I would find groups of two or three people mm. that were talking already, and I would walk up to them and say, it looks like you guys are having a really interesting conversation. Can I join? And of course, everybody's proud, like, oh, yeah, we are. We're talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, are you guys, so what are you guys talking about? And then they'll instantly like recap whatever they were talking about, and then I'm in the
1: conversation. Right. That's awesome. So, in terms of, you know, one of the things that I realized. Too late I think in my career was the power of staying in touch with people that you used to work with Mm. and people who work creative pros who have a tendency to jump from either company to company or agency to agency one thing I'm always recommending is that you try to get in touch and make connections with people not just in the creative department but also in accounting and and in account management and finance and strategy and media And stay in touch with those people through LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. you know, just even casually, because that is what networking is about. Those people will eventually, you don't think about it when you're just starting off, but you don't think about the fact that those people in five years time will be spread out to other companies. Yeah. And then five years later, they're in more companies. And before you know it, now you have a company at XYZ competitors so and they already know you. So yeah. they're the ones who are gonna get your resume on the table of the right HR person or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really kind of where the rubber hits the road in a way, right?
0: Yeah, so true. I mean, and th- if you're a creative professional and you've worked with colleagues, they you maybe you go out on your own and they're staying in the corporate world or, or companies and they go to a different job. They could be your client, right? Because right. now they're looking to hire somebody. And who do people hire? You know, I don't know the exact statistic, but you're gonna guess. Eighty percent of the time, it's someone they know. Mm-hmm. Versus, I'm going to go post a job on a board of the internet and take fifty thousand resumes or you yeah. know, request reco- applications or whatever. No, I'm going to call you know, Philip because I've met him before. I've worked with him. I know he can do this work. So as long as we're in touch, and you know, any social media you can keep in touch on Facebook and Instagram, and things like that. But you mentioned LinkedIn. I'm I'm in B2B, so I'm on LinkedIn all day, every day. I personally love it, but I also love it because it's the only social platform that will tell you when people change jobs. Right, you can yeah. see where they are working as long as they update their LinkedIn profile and every place they've worked in the past. Exactly, and LinkedIn will actually notify you if you go in daily and look at the you know the little bell, the notifications. It'll tell you when your connections. It'll say, you know, Philip has uh, congratulate Philip. He just started a new job as chief marketing officer of XYZ company, and it's like, oh well, let me send him a message. Hey, Philip, remember we worked together a couple of years ago? So yeah. cool
1: to see what you're doing. I'd love to chat sometime and see if I can help you. And even if that goes nowhere, yeah, the fact that you have jumped into their consciousness, your name, That's right. in a positive way, just in passing, keeps you in their memory. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It doesn't have to turn into a lunch or a coffee or a conversation. No. Sometimes it's just showing up. It's kind of out of feet, out of mind is yep. this thing that I say. Um, but it's just kind of showing up there and being present and just reminding them that you used to work together.
0: Yeah. And, if, and that put your name there. And then if you're also creating content. On LinkedIn or whatever social media Send platform, a link. they might start seeing that. Hey, you know, I saw you're in this position. I wrote this article, created this thing that might be helpful for you. Just, you know, you never yeah. know. Just like you said, stay top of mind, try to, you know, add value. I'm always trying to get better at that as well.
1: So, in terms of personal branding and, and self marketing, what are you seeing as any trends out there or any things that you're currently doing that are really working for you that you might recommend to others?
0: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, number one, you've got to have content out there. You know, if you follow Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V says he trades on attention, attention and content is everything. Um, but you want it to be quality and it's got to be in the right place. So I study this stuff all the time, I'm trying to put things in the right place. Like I said, I'm in B2B, I'm working mostly with big companies, so I'm on LinkedIn, that's my number one. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram every day, but LinkedIn is the place where I'm gonna find my clients. And I also host two podcasts, so they find out about those they might listen and that's a great way for them to get to know like and trust me we got a vacuum cleaner in the Yeah, room. the vacuum
1: cleaner is started up. I'll try to. <laughs> but it <laughs> find depends a noise like a filter that covers vacuum cleaners. Yeah, if you're a
0: creative entrepreneur, maybe you're meeting people more through Instagram or or Facebook. So, I would be creating content on there almost every day. I mean, I basically put it in my goals that I'm going to create content every single day, try to make it something relevant that's interesting. You know, use the tools. I use Instagram feed and stories, and I'm always playing around with that different stuff and trying to learn what are the things that's going on. We're at a conference right now. We just heard a speaker talk about Instagram. Right. And I use stories every day, but she talked about some things I did not know about. I know, right? And so I'm like, great, I'm going to start trying to do these things. And
1: if you're watching, follow Andy Storch because he kills Instagram I mean I go on his stories and I'm like oh my god these are amazing and he's got hashtags and he's got stickers and notifications and everything I mean he does it really really well yeah I am a, I am an Instagram me fight well absolutely. thank you but this is what we talked about right I don't know anything about YouTube
0: right you're telling me that you, you admire what I do on Instagram yeah. we can learn from each other and because we have this friendship and that's I hope you have you know others have with people they can keep in touch with that are have complimentary skills and always keep learning you know what's going on where where is your market I just signed up for TikTok 2 days ago because I keep hearing about it I don't I doubt I'm going to have any clients on there cuz I think it's more like <laughs> teenagers and 20 year olds but yeah. I have no idea future clients Right but if you follow you know Gary Vee's like always stay on the latest thing try right. it don't ever say you're too old to try something but going back to what you were saying I think it's just picking that platform whether it's a blog podcast LinkedIn Instagram and putting content out there regularly, so you kind of, and email marketing as well, yeah. so you kind of stay top of mind for people so that when they are ready to do something, because the timing is never right when you connect with somebody, right? And they're like, oh yeah, right. it's cool that we reconnected, but I don't have a project right now. Right. But when they think of it six or 12 months later, you're on the tip of their mind or tongue or whatever, because right you've checked in with them, you've created content, you've been at the events, you've been posting things and trying to add value
1: wherever you can and so that's what I'm trying to do all the time. So a lot of people try it and I've said this, uh, you know, a lot of people try to be every place a little bit, right? Yeah. So they try and be on too many platforms and they don't do any of them well, rather yeah. than choosing one or two or three and going very deep on them. When you started to get involved in social, how did you go about that? Did you do too many and then focus? Or did you kind of start with one and go deep? How did you do it?
0: Yeah, I think I got, I started to get good at social on Facebook, connecting with a lot of people and posting things and realizing that I can create a lot of valuable content for people. But it wasn't my relevant audience for, it wasn't anybody who was gonna hire me, right? So it was good practice, Mm. but I think I had this moment where I was like, yeah, I was checking in on LinkedIn every day, but there was like this moment, I don't know where it was, and I realized like, no, I need to, LinkedIn's gotta be my number one. Okay. I almost think about it in terms of like, I talked about networking and conversation being like 70, 30, like think about it in terms of the percentage of where you spend your time. Like LinkedIn is my 70%, you know, maybe Instagram is 20%, Facebook is, yeah, maybe Facebook is 10%, um, you know, and then you got to pick your battles, right? You only have so much time. I know that Twitter could be right. valuable for me. I'm just not on Twitter because I don't do it. Um, could it be valuable? Yes, I think it could but I can't, I don't think I can do four platforms. So what's the one that's going to be valuable? Really? And then don't worry about the rest, just because right. your friend is killing it on Instagram, but you're finding clients on Facebook or LinkedIn, then stick with that.
1: Yeah, I was just talking to someone who, you know, has a lot of, you know, direct messaging, conversations with clients on Twitter, like that's her platform for mm-hmm. Twitter. And I used Twitter for a period of time to promote my videos and it yeah. just I, I was getting a lot of shares, a lot of likes, but people weren't actually my analytics said people weren't clicking weren't really and going. Engaging. Yeah. They weren't clicking and going to the video. So I stopped it. I stopped Twitter and I just walked away from it because I found it to be, for marketing people anyway, a bit of an echo chamber mm. that, you know, they're all talking to each other. Everybody's just showing off their the stuff. But the clients and... weren't there, right? It was like all the marketers are like all having a good time at a marketing yeah. cocktail party. Can I give, uh, interject with one other strategy Please, I yeah. forgot about
0: for social media that I think is so important? Because I talked about creating content, but I don't think that doesn't even have to be the number one strategy if you're not big on like, I don't have all this content to, to create all the time, right. your number one strategy actually could be going and adding value on other people's content. So follow influencers in your space, those like top known people, and go leave um, you know interesting comments on their posts and you'd be surprised how much those will be seen yeah. by other people who are also following them. Um, you can go in groups. I have a couple friends who use this strategy where they will just join all these different membership groups on Facebook and go just comment and add value all the time. Tell people are like, who is this person? You know, what does he do? And right. then they want to know about you and then maybe you get on a call at some point and then they, they might end up hiring you. So it could be, it doesn't have to always be your own content. It could be that you're just in other groups adding value to others Absolutely. and getting the attention of them, showing them that you're a valuable resource. Maybe even getting the attention of the, the organizer, the host who's an influence in your field and sees, man, this guy is in here adding value to my group every day. I'm gonna wanna have him on my podcast sometime or whatever it is right. and, and make that connection. Like you, you've you been on a couple big ones that I've heard.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually have a marketing assistant now who started off as a commenter on my YouTube channel. Nice. She was offering really astute comments and interacting in the community really heavily and it made me curious about who she was. So I went to her her YouTube channel and then her LinkedIn profile. And then a couple months later she being on LinkedIn and said, Can I just get ten minutes of your time? I want yeah. to ask you the question. And it was low cost for me, yeah. and she had given me a whole lot of value. Mm. And I had to call with her and it turned into a relationship where I now have her as a mentor. You end know, up hiring assistant. her. I remember you telling me
0: that story. That's yeah, amazing. It was really
1: absolutely amazing. And it was like it was it was like a roadmap to mentorship, you know, for how to how to find yourself a mentor. Totally. Um, so I always ask, and I usually give people a heads up before I ask the question, but I forgot to give you a heads up on it. I always end my interviews with this question. Do you have a personal mantra or some sort of manifesto that you try to live your life by?
0: Yeah, I do. I don't know if I don't know if I call it a mantra or a manifesto. Um, I have affirmations that I say every single day. I have goals that I recite every single morning about my annual goals and connect to those <clears throat> as part of my morning routine. Um, and part of it is I recite my purpose in life, which is, um, my life's purpose is to love and support my family, continue to grow and improve, to model a healthy and intentional lifestyle, and to add value to the world. And my mission in life is to get the absolute most, to live life to the fullest,
1: and inspire other people to do the same. That's a manifesto. That's the best manifesto I think I've heard when I've ever asked that question. Plus, Absolutely on point for a talent development person. So yeah. congratulations on that. And thank Andy, you. thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us because this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Philip. I'm, I'm flattered. I appreciate it. So where
0: can people find you? Uh, so you have already you already know if you've been watching this. I'm very active on LinkedIn, uh, on uh, Instagram, not on Twitter. Uh, so LinkedIn, Instagram, my podcasts are the Talent Development Hot Seat and the Andy Stort Show. Um, if you're in talent development, I'd love for you to check out that podcast. I'm organizing my first big conference this year. I'm going to do another conference for entrepreneurs next year in September 2020 is the plan. Um, so follow me on any of those platforms and you'll, you'll hear about it. Um, and that's the best place to go.
1: Awesome. And I'll put all those links in the description. So if you didn't get that written down, check out the description. So again, Andrew, cool. thanks a lot.